The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Oh, you couldn't hear the music that round, huh? <laughs> All right, everybody. So what's up? Welcome uh, to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. Before we get started, let me introduce, well, he's drinking, uh, my cool, outrageous man about town and co-star, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm needing peanut butter, and it's very hard to drink when you eat peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to speak when you eat peanut butter. You know, this 12 o'clock time slot now interferes with my lunch. That's nice. (laughs) Well, I don't like to eat lunch. A lunch at 11 is, like, pathetic. Lunch should be between 12 and 1. You know, that's when we're on the air, so you can't do it. Anyway, we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, Chad? What's going on, fellas? It's turned into, like, an eatery show. There you go. You guys could. What's what's up with the black background? What is that? Um, that's our black background, so you see us better, and soon we'll have some more stuff up there. We just didn't get to it yet. We had to paint everything black. Oh, that's black paint. Gotcha. Looks cool. You stand out. Cool. We stand out. Look how pretty we look. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, have, I haven't got a napkin. Excuse me. So then we have a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? We have Illy from Estonia, Eileen Shapiro, oh, who says, hi, Ron, from Long that. Island, New York. Eileen! I don't know what else Wait, we have. Wait, Eileen, that article you... I got a hair in my mouth. Gee, how did I get that? Eileen, the article you wrote about me was really powerful and terrific. Unfortunately, excuse me, I have to burp. Unfortunately, on Facebook, it got like five reviews, five likes. Why? I have no idea. Possibly the subject matter was a little too powerful for my Facebook readers. They like it when I'm suffering with broken bones and dying or I'm in the hospital having my head cut off. Then they come on by the millions. Oh, we pray for you, all that shit they do. It got thousands of hits, though, on the magazines that they were on in. On the magazines, on I, what is it, on I, uh, IndieSource. IndieSource is the magazine you were in. Well, you say it. I don't know where I it was. It was on IndieSource magazine. It got tons of hits. On Twitter, it got thousands of hits. But for some reason, Facebook, it didn't get very many, which... Which I just noticed that's just the way Facebook is. Facebook doesn't like happy things. So I had a little bit of an argument with Facebook. And a lot of the people that I'm friends with, I mean personal friends with, that didn't comment on it. So I said, was there jealousy there? Envy? Stupidity? What? Or just didn't they get it? Because Facebook selects who should get what and when. So Eileen, Eileen says she got tons on hers when she posted it on her page. So yeah, because nobody likes me. They all like her. <laughs> anyway, 
way, thanks, Eileen. And we also want to say hi, Pat's in the chat room. What's up, Pat? And uh, we got a fun show for you guys today. We have movie director Dustin Ferguson coming on. And then we have actress, producer, writer, and voice actress Alexis Iacono coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have new music today. Sam Stevens has a brand new song, and it is called My Kind of Crazy. It's coming out on Friday. We're going to be playing for that for you guys later today. And you know why he got that song? Why he selected those lyrics is because he met Eileen Shapiro, and she makes him crazy. Pat says, Ron, you kill me. Who kills you? Who kills you? Pat. No, I really mean people don't like me. Who gives them? I don't curse anymore now. You know, I'm cleaning up this act because one of our uh, people uh, didn't want to come on the show because it was too risque. So they denounced coming on. And I think that, you know, a lot of people have a problem with the curse words. They can do it in bed, you know. They're the worst ones. You know, get a nun in bed and you got the best ball you have ever had. <laughs> yeah, a nun in bed. No, or a priest. I mean, you know, I've dated three priests. Trust me, they're not holy. <laughs> well, some, sometimes they're very holy. But, uh, you know, so what, what can I tell you, folks? This is what it is. This is who we are. You don't like it, you can lump it. As we used to say as kids, go somewhere else. Go to the Disney Channel where all the closet bags are. What's up, Goddess is in the chat room. Hey, Goddess. Goddess, what's with you? No comment. I think that's Goddess, at least. <laughs> she keeps coming in under cognito. I think she's ashamed. She never writes Goddess. <laughs> so we have she's to figure probably out. ashamed to be seen on our show. No, never. Chad, what's the weather like in Florida? Why would she be ashamed to be on your show or be seen on your show? Because we're filthy, dirty, disgusting pigs. You don't think why. she is? Goddess is a dirty, disgusting pig. I She's not a pig, but she does some dirty, disgusting, fun things. Well, she yeah, is kind exactly. of kinky sexually. She so. logs on to your show every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why all the pervs. <laughs> that's right. <All> the- <laughs> we don't we don't get the churchgoers. You're the only churchgoer. I don't go to on. church. I don't go to church either. And that's because you're stuck with us. Yes. Uh, the weather here, it's uh, its getting warm again. So we had like two nice cool days. I don't know where that came from. It was like a cool blast and all of a sudden it was back to the heat. So we're just, we keep climbing down here as far as the heat and the humidity go. This morning I froze my Chipotle's off. Really? It was so, oh, it was cold 54. And then nice. lower at night. It's ridiculous. I think it's got to do with, uh, no, Kim, what's his name in uh, oh, uh, Korea? Kim keeps <laughs> blowing off those bombs in the Pacific. Is that right? And the Pacific is all upset, and it's bringing California the strangest weather. I mean, somebody wrote it on our Facebook page that they were upstate somewhere, and it began to hail and snow. I mean, California is just getting weird, and it's very cold here in Palm Springs. I mean, for me, it'll be 80 today. When the sun is out. Yesterday it was 54 in the morning, Chad, and then at night, uh, and then in the daytime it got up to about 89 or 90, and then it goes back down to cold yeah. at night again. Yeah. But that's the desert. The desert yep. is hot in the day and cold at night. Yep, you're right. Goddess says with Chad around, it's even hotter. Goddess, <laughs> goddess, 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 before I come there and smack you, where are you? She's in Florida. No, I know that, but where is she up in my life? She's out of my life. She's right she, there. She's busy. No, she's she, right. she abandoned she's me. She's here. She never liked the like that Eileen wrote. Eileen Shapiro. Yes, she did. She wrote a lot of like on it. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, forgive me, my little puppy. She came in late, though. It was like a day late. Well, I was asked by a few of my Facebook friends to read that lovely article to you. And I think we should, because Eileen took a lot of, lot of thinking to make up all those lies and bullshit about me. 
to make me out to be a superstar, so wonderful, so fabulous, when in reality, you know, I was a broken down drag queen in a nightclub, singing my tits off. Oops. Dave Hughes from uh, uh, Dave Hughes from the UK popped into the chat room, and Patrick Talbot, who's ghostly beard, just jumped into the but chat room. What's up, everybody? We got to get back to this subject. The fact that Eileen Shapiro is probably one of the greatest publicists that around because she can really make you sound terrific. I mean, seriously, folks, I've made films, I've been on TV and I've been on stage and I've worked nightclubs. I'm in the business 54 years. Give me a break. You got to do all that stuff in order to stay in the business. But the way Eileen presented it and brought it to light was absolutely wonderful. I mean, if you're out there and you're struggling, let Jimmy or Eileen, you know, help you. What is it you do? I'm a publicist. Publicist. <laughs> and let them publicate. Publicate? No, promote. Uh, no, publicate. New word. Put it publicate. in Webster's. Publicate. Let them publicate you. Now get me that article so we could read it. Yes, I, I promised Eileen I would also. It's it's a maybe I shouldn't read it. Maybe you should read it. Eh, screw it. If if it's yeah, very I can read it because you're not gonna be able to read it. I can read. We think I'm stupid. I, I make it big. You oh, can't your, make your it phone big. doesn't go big. You can't make it big. It's on a website. Oh wow! I can read it. Let me read it. Why you gonna read? You gonna read? You don't. You don't read well. Oh my god! No, he doesn't. I studied with him. He's gonna do a movie in Florida. Another horrible two-dollar, you know, horror movie. And I went over lines with him, and I said, Jimmy, you have to act. You cannot you don't read. act when you read. You read. All right, here we go. No, when I read, I do like a table. When I read, I act because reading is acting. She went under the tree and the thunder and lightning began to hit her in the nose. That's acting. Amazing. But you read it, but you got to read it just well, the way it is. Cause well, you I can't. have to put glasses on. <laughs> we got to hurry up because we got to call oh, again. Oh, shut up. They'll wait. It's a two-hour show. <laughs> 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 right, Chad, who That's right. Eat the balls, eat the balls. Anyway, there's lovely pictures of me in drag, and it says, Ron Russell, star of stars. How do you like that? You got to talk louder. Ron Russell, star of stars. Ron Russell is by <laughs> far one of the most prolific, I thought you were going to say prophylactic, but it's <laughs> prolific experience and professional talents in the world of entertainment royalty. The chic, handsome Tony Curtis-like actor has probably had more exposure and acquaintances with the silver screen, so to speak. I wouldn't have done that. I would have rewritten that. But anyway, silver screen, so she to speak She is the New York Times of, best-selling author. <laughs> well, to, so to speak of. Than anyone on the planet, perfecting his craft with his hints from the best of the best, Jane Russell, Betty Davis, Elizabeth Taylor, and yes, Tony Curtis himself. Russell has been cast in every genre, genre, from Brooklyn Italian to drag queen extraordinaire. An activist for gay, an activist for gay and human rights, aging actors, AIDS, and the underdog. Russell currently co-hosts the leading TV web show that stinks and we were shocked to know how come that it got number one and is the best in the world. <laughs> That's great. I added that. That was not that was beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> she wouldn't write that. Uh, Russell uh, currently co-hosts the leading TV radio web show in the entire world with 4.5 million listeners and viewers and has a vast fan base nationally and globally. Yeah, 22,000 people. Get that in there. At 
77, I'm only 50, but anyway, we'll make believe. Just read the story. At 77 years old and going exceedingly strong with his good looks, woo, and vivacious personality, has oh, his hope is to become a part of a new and innovative show called Silver Foxes, created by Stan Zimmerman, one of the writers for The Golden Girls, the hit series that took over the world. Ron, aside from having a, this is very These long. are questions now. She's asking oh, these you are questions. questions. Ron, Eileen's voice. Ron, aside from having a successful show, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, which is the biggest on the internet with 4.5 million viewers, you have been in, a, in show business nearly forever. What are some of the highlights Don't do it of that your way. career? Shut that's, up, my That's terrible. Business. Well, that's Eileen speaking. I didn't even do it with the New York Jewish accent either. <laughs> I could have. Being in the movies, that kind of woman with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter was a highlight, which was back in 1959, and I was 19 years old. What a thrill it was at that age to meet and get to know a bit of Sophia Loren. Of course, the greatest highlight of my life was the, with my friendship with legendary actress and the best friend, Jane Russell, who I impersonated in drag for many years. Now, did you get the connection in our names? Oh, think about that one. Russell Russell. I took her name as my stage name. I also produced and hosted the TV show Set the Record Straight for Time Warner Cable. It was a conversation show and the famous legends of Hollywood, such as Jane Russell, Tap Hunter, Lauren Bacall, Kay Ballard, Tony Curtis, Tippi Hedren, Cliff Robertson, and Arlene Dahl, just to name a few as well as being in the entertainment industry. Oh, this is the question. Hello. As well as being in the entertainment industry, you have teamed up with celebrities through the careers in charitable endeavors. Can you highlight some of those? Yes, Eileen. I am the founder of Have a Heart, a troupe of gay drag queens who performed up and down the eastern seaboard, raising money for AMFAR and the Elizabeth Taylor Foundation for AIDS Research. Also, I was a great part of the movement for gay rights and Stonewall. I have always felt that my being gay was for a good reason. <laughs> and that reason was to bring to light the fact that gay people are the same as all people. I am a great supporter of equality for humanity. What is your proudest moment as a gay man in the entertainment industry? The proudest moment thus far is my marriage to ugh, ugh, Jimmy Starr, ugh, ugh, <laughs> and our international web show, That Stinking Show, the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Why? Because we are the first gay married couple, soon to divorce, by the way, a gay married couple to come forward in the media and I am happy to say, with over, oh, again, with the 4.5 million views and thousands of fans, we are accepted and loved by you hetero people, you breeders. Now, <laughs> can you tell us about some of the gay rights in the industry that you are currently fighting for? I will give you the short answer. Ageism and homophobia. If you could be involved in any projects currently, which would you choose and why? Silver Foxes, written and produced by Stan Zimmerman and James Berg, because they are, wait, I have to move the page, they are crusaders who are fighting for the same thing I am. 
wonderful, how wonderful it is to have comrades who are in sync with me. Now at my, my age, finally, something is happening that will change the world, thinking of gay people. I would so love to be a part of that show. As a gay man, what is, your most, what is most important to you? Respect, equality, fairness, and brotherly love. Any last words? Thank you, Eileen. You're the best in the world of millions. Then it's his follower, Ron Russell. Blah, blah, blah. So this is a very nice article. There's a beautiful picture of Jane Russell and I all dolled up in our tuxedo and gown. She was in the gown. I was in the tux. Anyway, I think it's a lovely, lovely thing. Thank you so much, Eileen, for writing and putting that all over the world. I just hope you don't get death threats. Never, never, never. It's great. Eileen's a great writer, you guys. And if you're looking for a publicist, you can contact either her or I, WorldStar PR, at WorldStar PR on Twitter, or WorldStarPublicRelations at gmail.com. In the meantime, we got to call our first guest. But wait a second. One more statement. See, if I, read, if I told you that stuff without reading that it was from Eileen, I sound like a conceited, overly involved with me self piece of crap. So if you're an actor or an actress, you cannot talk about yourself because people will say, oh, there she goes again, carrying on with the resume and bragging so what you do is you hire a publicist and they do it for you and you're off the hook there you go everybody said good job ron well i, I hope so and i'm eileen shapiro i want to thank ron russell for being so fabulous handsome wonderful and modest okay thank so you, chad eileen. hey chad so yes sir um, so let's play a song, and then you get Dustin on the phone for us. Will do. What are we playing? Um, let's play Hub Reynolds' Hell on Just Me. How's that? Sounds good. All right, everybody. This is Hub Reynolds, country artist. We had him on a couple of months ago. Uh, the name of the song is Hell on Just Me. Enjoy it, and we're getting ready to call our first guest. Woo! walk and talk like John Wayne And I wanted to write and sing like Hank But I never did care for the pilgrims, Lord And I damn near pickle my brain with drains And I wanted to ride in a chauffeur limousine I did not want no little blood I never chose I love to kiss and hug And finally I want it to be me Finally just me Oh hell, just me well, I wanted the cold eyes of Clint work And I wanted the quick draw Jesse James Nobody ever made my day, Lord And hell, you know, I never did like trains And I wanted to be on the silver screen And I wanted to ride on Thunder Road I never would help my troubled brother, Lord But nowadays I help carry the load
I'm a tombstone But I heard nobody cry Oh, they were laughing, they were drinking, Lord That's when I realized I lived a lie That finally I wanted to be me What you get is what you see Oh, hell, I'm just me That's right, I ain't no Jesse James You know, I tried to be old man Couldn't handle that either You know, folks, when you walk out of that theater That, that day on Saturday You gotta return to being who you are And as far as I'm concerned, hell, I'm just gonna be me. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna be me. Jimbo, there you go. All right, everybody, that was that was Hulk Reynolds. Hell, I'm just me. It's getting re-released worldwide on May 10th, 2018. You can get your copy now. Uh, we want Dustin just say something to make sure everybody can hear you. Hey, I'm Dustin Ferguson. Go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented producer, director, Dustin Ferguson. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, um, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Louis, uh, Frankie, uh, <laughs> Bergenson, what was it again? Yeah, he didn't even again? get it. He no. didn't, now ask him, I bet he doesn't even it's know it now. It's Justin Ferguson. No, it's Dustin. <laughs> oh, Dustin. Well, you know what, Dustin, I got a lot of dust in the studio, oh. so no, anyway. Justin, Justin, what Dustin, is, that's the email. Listen, a rose by other, other, any other name is still a rose. And, ju- <laughs> and du- Dustin is a rose. Oh, that was good. I like that one. All right, then we got the man behind the boards, hey, Mr. Good Chad. Chance. The man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Ferguson, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Uh, then we have a, a wait, sh- wait, doesn't Chad sound like a cop when he does that? Pull over. Like a- you over for getting interrogated for a second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is it? Here's your wallet back, Mr. Ferguson. <laughs> nice to have you getting a ticket. Drive safe. Step out of step out of the car. <laughs> so I can feel you up or arrest you. There you go. You got a lot of then we have a chat room full of people. Right now we have Canada, Estonia, Germany, the United States, I don't know, all over the place, UK, Transylvania. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody in the chat room. There you go. So where do you actually live? Where are you calling us from? Um, I'm in Marietta, California. Where? Okay. Uh, where is that? Like, give us... We're in Palm Springs. Give us a reference. Okay, I'm in between San Diego and Corona, like right in between. My sister lives down in um, La Jolla. She used to live. Then she moved out to Pine Valley or something. What is it called? Oh. I don't remember. Is okay, it, so you're Pine in California. Valley? You're in California. And you're a you're a you're a director. And number one, I want to say because like I looked you up and you have, I think you've directed. First of all, you're young. You have 48 titles, and you're like basically from what I gathered by googling you on the internet, you're basically like the king of like low budget horror films that actually get distributed. Good for you. 
Sure, that's a good description. <laughs> um, you, have, you have 47 credits? 48. Actually, that's inaccurate. I have 56 currently. Oh, uh, you better update your IMDb. Tell those fuckers they fucked oh, it up. <laughs> language. Shocking. I'm shocked. Everyone out there, if you're a celebrity, Jimmy's leaving the show because he's vulgar. Yeah. And I'll be here because I never say a fucking curse ever. Shut up, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, though, because you, 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 you are though. You're kind of like the king of the. Because we've had every kind of horror movie possible. We've even been in a bunch of horror movies. Um, actually, yours are, are significantly better. And um, then some of the ones that we have been in, because uh, I've actually seen several of your movies, and some of the people that you've had in your movies have been on the show. Uh, we had um, Don. Have you ever I seen the movie I was in? <laughs> no one has. That was a deal. It was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid a hundred dollars a day, which is good. And when I went on good. the set, good wait. When I went on the set, I said, "Where are my marks?" He said, "There aren't any." I said, oh, where's my key light? He said, we don't have any. I said, oh, well, what do I do? He said, just talk and read the lines. <laughs> and one of the lines was, gosh, gee, heck. And I was from Brooklyn, supposed to be a tough cop from Brooklyn. And I said to the, the, the whoever he was, the director, the guy, I said, no, in Brooklyn, we don't say, gee, gosh, heck. Cops don't say that. Cops say other things. He said, like what? Like, frig you, baby. You know, so anyway, it was a bomb. But anyway, we had, I'm we hoping had fun, to do another one better to sort of, you know, reclaim myself. <laughs> I will not give the name of that film, but let's put it this way. The paper mache monster that killed me at the end fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> As it, was, as it was killing me. But no, I actually, uh, Listen, friends bought the damn film and they said it's high camp. They love it because they scream from the beginning to the end. They it's entertainment regardless. Because right. it's, it's so bad that it's wonderful. Well, hold on. I want to because first of all, several people that you've worked with that have either been movies that you've directed or the things that you've been in. Because I saw like a, maybe it was a documentary which I think you were the director of, and there was people in it. But like we've had Donna Lee Heising on the show, and she's been in a bunch of your movies. We love her. What about uh, the one that came? The bed. The, the guy came through. No, no, not her. But another guy who's in that film, Mark Patton. We've no, had she Mark was on our show. Yeah, I know, but she was, he hasn't worked with her. I'm talking about people oh, she, people he's worked with. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, only because she's like the number one screen queen. Back then she was, yes. Ari Lehman, we've had Ari Lehman on the show in our very first year. We're seven years old. Um, Lloyd Kaufman was my very first horror movie guest that we ever had on the show ever. And Todd Sheets actually has a radio network that our show is syndicated on. And uh, so you've got a bunch of stuff. And I, how did you pick horror as like, okay, I just, I'm going to like start directing a bunch of horror movies? Um, well, I grew up an obsessed fan. I've been collecting horror VHS my entire life. And even when I was like 10 years old, I told people I grow up to make horror movies. And I stuck to it. It's always been my passion. So wait, what's your favorite wait, wait, horror wait, wait, movie? Wait, 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 let me talk. I want to talk. I'm going to ask a question. I never ask questions. I always bullshit. Listen, what? give me a couple of titles. Maybe I've seen your work. Um, well, we just finished Nemesis 5. We're going to show uh, a trailer for that in a little bit. We're no, going to show everybody the trailer like for that. Something like from two or three years ago. Amityville, okay. Evil Never Dies. Oh, you did Amityville? Yeah, I did two Amityville movies. I did Silent Night, Bloody Night 2. Um, I did Camp Blood 4 and 5 and uh, Sleepaway Camp 4. Your Amityvilles were big. Those films really got around. Yeah, um, I did both of those for Wild Eye Releasing, actually. It was, know, those I, were the I saw I them. I saw them. You know, I know Amityville because I'm from Long Island, and I know the original house. Nobody ever uses the same style house. Why is that? 
They keep inventing a new house. I think your films, they were like haunted looking. <laughs> well, we actually used miniatures. We used um, a model miniature of the house that was an exact replica. And so we kind of went old school with ours so that we could get it accurate. Oh, I love that. Because that, that did not have the window with the, the bees on it. Let's lies. He, he doesn't right. know which Amityville he saw. So he no, how many Amityvilles were there? About, how many Amityvilles are there? Of them right now. Fifteen of them. Did you uh, have the one with James Brolin? No. Oh, that's the no, one I no. saw. That's the no, one. That was, that was the big theatrical hit. I had nothing to do with that one. Oh, well, just <laughs> well, don't I, tell people. Just say you did Amityville. Like I. <laughs> no, he's got Amityville. Even never dies. And the Amityville legacy, and the Camp Bloods, all the Camp Blood movies have a big, I mean, basically the movies that you've done, they all have big cult followings. Um, and so I think that's cool. Like, do you write any of the ones, or you just direct them? I shouldn't say just direct them. Do you direct them only, or do you also write some of them? Write as direct as they direct. I wrote, I wrote most of them up until probably this last year, because my the amount I do now is a lot more. I do, like this year I'm doing eight films. So I had to hire a writer because I can't write and then also plan everything else. So he's working on the scripts. His name's Mike Reed. He wrote most of the ones I've done this last year. And while he's writing on them, I'm off filming something else. And then I get the next script and then I move on to that. One. I Stay love it. But, but getting back to Amityville, just tell people Amityville. Because people say to me, what films have you been in? And I say, well, I was in that kind of woman with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. <laughs> oh, excuse me. He's so young, he might not even know who those well, people anyway, are. Well, anyway, they were, they were <laughs> mega, mega stars of the 19, uh, late 1950 and 60s. They were like the, the biggest things in Hollywood. And the movie was a big, big movie. It was a real movie. Um, but I don't tell them what I do. Now, hold on. Do you know who Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter are? Because you look young. You I don't, don't know S Sophia oh, Loren. No, he doesn't know they the are, Italian man. actress, the beautiful Sophia. You have to look them up. Ron's a, a, a movie oh. enthusiast, Turner Classic Movies, all the movies from like the 40s and 50s and 60s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I interviewed all of them on my show, Set the Record Straight, which so, was like, with Time Warner. And um, Sophia Loren was was one of You'll the have to look her up. gorgeous to women in is. the world. She's like Marilyn Monroe. She's like like of that same famous, caliber of famous, like famous, famous fame. So what movie are you going to put me in? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can get here, I could throw you into anything, really. Like I said, I'm doing eight of them this year. I've already done three so far, though, so I'm down to five left. Oh, uh, we only live like you know, two I, hours I, away. Yeah. We'll, and we'll I, look, I, I look great in a dress. <laughs> I've got just the movie then. <laughs> he's actually not joking. He used to be a Jane Russell impersonator. He you know who Jane Russell is? No, he doesn't know who Jane Russell is. Gentlemen prefer blondes. Okay, he knows that one. He knows oh, that one. Good. That was his best friend. Jane and I were buddies for years. That's why my name is Russell. I took her name when I was a young boy because I adored her. And then as I grew up, I started impersonating her and worked all the nightclubs, not gay bars, nightclubs. And... Um, Years later, became dearest of friends with her for many years. We were like brother and sister. I want to get killed in a horror movie. I yeah, want to get killed. Only one other person, <laughs> an Anne Margaret uh, uh, impersonator, years ago became dearest friends with Anne Margaret, and I forgot his name. Doesn't happen often. Uh, Jane Russell, you know, I never showed her my work, and I have lots of video of it. And she'd say to me, Ron, why don't you show me? I said, because I'm embarrassed. Uh, for some reason, I didn't want her, you know what it was. I was 
I, I was dirty. I would get out there with my tits hanging out and I would do dirty jokes like this morning. You know, I know my breasts have sagged because this morning I was shaving my ankle and I cut my nipple, Whoa. you know, and I think that Jane Russell would appreciate, you know, when I'm in bed, my husband stands at the end of the bed waving his penis going, honey, honey, I'm going to give it to you. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. So I put down my eyeglasses and my sandwich and I close my book and I say, okay, go. He said, what do you mean go? I'm already finished. So <laughs> that's terrible. All right. I don't think Jane would have been. No, no, let's go back. All right. So first of all, what tell me, because I'm a huge horror horror movie enthusiast, number one. Uh, I, I have all kinds of collectibles from different movies. I've, I used to be a celebrity clothing designer. I've dressed all the major horror movie stars. What are some of your favorite horror movies that you didn't do? You can't pick your own movies. Obviously. <laughs> My all-time favorite horror movie is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, oh, followed my by... The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, I like that one a lot. Now, what do you think of the 1966, I believe, zombie movie, Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white? Um, it's actually 68, and I oh, love it. 68, I love it, too. <laughs> that was my, that's my favorite horror movie. It scared the hell out of me. Well, 66, is, I lied about my age or my life, so... We actually had... Uh, that's, the, that's the one that Bill Heidsman was in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we had him on the show, too. We've had almost every horror person, like, on the show, great horror person on the show. We See, love him. In 68, I was 28, but I used to lie and say I was 26. See, my favorite one is not really a horror movie so much, but I love The Lost Boys. I think The Lost Boys is All right, let's get back like to when we're going to be in the movie. So what movie are you well, going to Well, we're going to, like, uh, email No, let's them. make it part of the show. Let's <laughs> have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. What, 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 what would you cast me as? A dizzy queen, uh, right? Get killed. killer, hands down. You'd be the psychotic killer. The psychotic killer, I like Oh, you'd be good at that. Actually, well, actually, I'm a very good actor. He actually is good. Well, you, you present yourself very dramatically, and that's important for um, a killer that has a lot of character. Oh, I've got character. Just give me a knife, I'll show you. No, anyway, <laughs> seriously. No, actually, um, that's how we met. We actually met after we met, and he was putting together a, a Halloween show at this the, millionaire guy's no, house. No, the coat. Co-guy of Costco. The guy who owns Costco. No, he doesn't own it. He's the what was it? CEO of Costco, spending thousands of dollars for Halloween, and he wanted his home converted into a haunted house. So I hired all the actors, uh, coffins, and that's and, how I got in. And Jimmy was the Undertaker, and I was one of the the drag queen crazy people up on the balcony that stabs a guy when you come in the house. The guy, they go running down the steps, stabbing the guy, and the guy falls down the steps. I wish steps we had great. film of I know, that. I wish we had film of that, well, too. Why didn't we film that <laughs> shit? But it was fun. We had a really, really good time with the whole thing. So so uh, he would be really good at that. I just want to get killed. He could kill you, right? Maybe he could kill you. I mean, there you go. <laughs> no, I don't, want, I don't want to be in the same scene with him because we would, like, yell at each other. <laughs> he needs to be in his own. Never get shot. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, besides, he likes it, to kill it, me every day. <laughs> it would be like Benny and Joan. Yeah, we would be like <laughs> Benny and Joan. You gotta like love it. All right, so you have a movie. First of all, I, I have not seen Nemesis one, two, three, or four, so I don't even know what they're about. But you directed Nemesis five. Um, what are, what is? Tell us a little bit about what it's about, Chad. You get the trailer for it ready, and then we're gonna. Um... And then question before you go there, because you ask these questions. Tell me, whatever gave you the collions to think? that you could direct 58 films. How did you start as a young boy? Where, people out there want to know, where did you go? Who did you meet? How did you work it, network it? 
Yeah, it was networking. The first thing I did was an editing job for Sleepaway Camp 4. And because of the connection, you know, it was a franchise that kind of got my name out there right away. And so I just took it the next step and started shooting my own stuff because I enjoyed it so much. And it got to become an addiction. And I don't even, to me, it doesn't feel like work. That's how I can do so many. I love that. It's what I do every day. You know, that's now, just what, how I get- what would you tell somebody out there who has the same desires and dreams that you do? Don't, don't listen to anybody. Go out and do it yourself. Like, just pick up the camera, even if it's your cell phone and your friends, and just go do something. Because once you start doing something, then you can get better. Oh, absolutely. Like our show. So tell us tell us about <laughs> Nemesis. Tell us a little bit about Nemesis. Chad, you get the trailer ready, because we're going to play it in a minute. We got it. Okay, well, the first four movies um, were directed by Albert Payoun. He directed Cyborg um, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, and he did Mean Guns. And so he, I, I spoke with him about how I'm a fan of the franchise, and um, we worked out a deal where I purchased the rights for a sequel. And so we got back Sue Price, who's in Nemesis 2, 3, and 4, and got a few new characters involved. And we basically finished the story because the way it ended on part four was kind of open-ended, and we wanted to bring everything full cycle. So it's sort of a reboot slash sequel because it brings everything back to the, the beginning of the first movie. Okay, and did you actually write this one also, or, you, or did the guy that, that, that you were talking about before write it? Yeah, this is the first movie Mike Reeb wrote for me. Okay, cool. All right, so Chad, do you have the video? We do. Okay, so here, what I want you to do, Dustin, is I want you to actually introduce it. Say, hey, I'm Dustin, whatever, and this is my film, whatever, and, and, and then we'll watch it, and then we'll talk about when people can his see it. His name is Dustin Ferguson. I know his name is, but Get he does right. <laughs> All right, go, Dustin, on three. Ferguson. One, I'm going to direct. I'm the director. One, two, three, go. Hey, I'm Dustin Ferguson, and check out this trailer for my new movie, Nemesis 5. There you go. Some things are beyond legend. Move and I'll crush your throat. Time to redeem yourself. No human martyrs this time. There's only one hope. There's a hefty price on her head. Stay frosty in here. Fuck you! Oh, oh. Hammerhead bitch! The media office has asked the British Nebula to be released very soon. She doesn't need a test. She's just another human that needs to be dealt with. This summer, the future gets even darker. Society will change. Then it'll be done with truth and free will. Alright, there you go. Looks good. Hey everybody, that's Nemesis 5 by Dustin Ferguson. And Dustin, like, so is this film available yet? Is it out? Um, it'll be out in the next three or four months, for sure. Okay, it's coming out in the next three or four months. So what is your what is your most popular film that's out now that we can direct people to, like, they should go check it out? I would say one of my most notorious films is Camp Blood 4, and that recently was released from Alpha Video. Uh, didn't you like the way he said that? My most notorious <laughs> <laughs> the movies are notorious. I know, I love it. I think it's great. So, yeah. And where can they get what, what, lots of blood and guts? Among other things, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, listen, I'll, I'll, I could judge you in one friggin' minute, buddy. What do you think of that caterpillar film? Oh, no, it's not a cat. <laughs> with, with, where one eats the other one? Oh, human centipede? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that piece of he shit? He wouldn't see it. I only, okay. 
To be honest, I only saw parts one and two because after watching part two, I had no interest to see part three. Good! I think it serves a purpose for certain people, but it's definitely not for me. Yeah, people into Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we I, actually... I, I never saw it, I never will, and I think it's absolutely nauseating. Back in the day... Especially, it's very hard to watch. Well, well I wouldn't. It's it, the, the subject matter is demented. It belongs in an insane asylum to keep all the crazies happy. That's true. Yeah, it's not my game for sure. Eileen Shapiro, who's the pub, my partner in my publicist, uh, my publicist partner in my PR company, wants to know if you know Randy Jones. Do you know Randy Jones? He was the cowboy in the Village People, who's starting to make a lot. Of, he's in a lot of horror films lately. I don't know. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. No, I mean he doesn't know him. And he, so here's a, sto- a cute story about the human centipede. So, like, back in the day when the first movie came out, we had the director, Tom, whatever his name is now, I forgot his name, isn't that funny? This is many, many years ago. We had the star of the film, and we had all the people who were in the centipede of the film all on the show. <sighs> and I had three co-hosts. I wasn't there then. He wasn't there then. He wasn't here then. We weren't married. We're married now. And we're, before we're, I met him. Before Batman, I met him. Yeah. So, anyway, we were, Same like, talking. Wait, wait. We were talking about the film, and one of my co-hosts said to my other co-host, because he made a crass comment, and she was like, oh, you know, it'd be fun if your mother was, like, at the, at the base of the human centipede or whatever, and then he got pissed and quit. <laughs> uh, but I thought the first one was done very well. The second one was terrible, and the third one is the worst, one of the worst films that you'll ever see. It's really bad. If I were here and that broad was on, I would say, honey, how many years' experience at eating shit do you have? <laughs> That you could make such a film because most directors, writers, and producers live the experience, especially writers. Writers write about themselves. They just put different names and characters. <laughs> so you must have been eating shit for a lot of years, sweetie. It's so funny though because Goddess is uh, Goddess is in Florida and she's uh, always tunes in every week to the show. We and love her. She's our baby. She's actually saying that she loves that movie. It's really sick. And Goddess, gross. you need help. <laughs> Goddess, you need help. Go seek help immediately before it's too late. You're on your way to Crazyville. How about, okay, I have a question for you. How come you're not on Twitter? Because <laughs> I'm old school. I, it took everything just to get me to get a Facebook. I had to do that for my career. Yeah, but Twitter would help Let my career, too. Let me tell you something, Dustin. With 58 pieces under your belt, you 56. don't need 58, he said. No, you he said 56. How would you say 56? 56. Okay, excuse me, I, I made you feel <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You, you're out there, baby. How old are you, anyway? Do you mind saying? I don't I mind saying... This year. Uh, how old? Turned 36 this oh, year. Oh, we're the same age. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind telling my age, 36. So for 36 years old, you've done 56 films. Let me tell you something. I'm exhausted just, just thinking about it. How the hell did you do... Well, he does like he said eight. He's doing eight this year. Eight at once eight, or eight? Eight throughout the year. Eight throughout the. That's that's more that's than Betty lot. Davis ever worked. Do you know who Betty Davis is? Of course, I know who Betty Davis. is. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> Russell and Sophia. Okay, Hart. wait, wait. Let's let's do. You know, like I a, knew I knew Betty Davis. She was a riot. A lot of fun broad. So yeah, let's talk about times. you as a director. If you had a huge budget. Like money was no object, and you were gonna like make a film, and you had to cast your 
who, whatever male and female lead that you could cast it, but you didn't have to worry about your budget. Who would be your like two picks well, of people? I, I would be the lead. I know who would be your besides Ron. I know he would be your top choice, and I would be your second choice. But you have to like go with after us. Who wait, would be, wait, like, and remember, my name goes before the title of the film. <laughs> yeah. It's Ron Russell in, and then the title of the film. So who would be two two people that you would like to work with on a horror film that you direct? Oh gosh. Um, this is going to sound so weird, but okay, you know how like Paris Hilton was in House of Wax, so I want to put Britney Spears in one of my movies and kill her. Cause I, only because I love her. I would love to kill I Britney heard, Spears. I heard she is so difficult that after two days of shooting, you'd kill her or yourself. No, I heard. <laughs> no, Britney Spears is not one to play with. That's why she follows me on Twitter, but I've, I've heard that too. But I thought Paris Hilton was a great toughie. In That's House another of Wax. bitch. That Paris Hilton, that my daughter knows her because they used to go to the same place on Sunset Boulevard, up on the top of the tower. And Paris Hilton, my daughter said, was just... I met her too. Thought who the hell she was and looked down at everybody and was a real snobby bitch. And this is this is among show people. I mean, everybody up there was actors. Uh, you know, you don't do that. Wait, did you like people. House of Wax? I thought House of Wax was done pretty well. The original with no, Vincent no, I I liked it, but I thought it was actually a remake of Tourist Trap more than it was of House of Wax. Yeah, you're right. House of Wax with Vincent Price was classic in three dimensions. Yeah. I saw it. I was 14, actually. Okay, wait, wait. That's the lady, so pick a dude. Like, who would be the dude you, you'd be like, okay, this this would be the personal actor I would like to be in my film. Not including Ron. He, he has his hand up. <laughs> um, gosh. You know, it, it would be really, really difficult. I would probably want to put... Gunnar Hansen, but obviously he's passed. Right, so. he's been on the show too. We've had him on the show too. We've had everybody. We're like prostitutes. We've had everyone. <laughs> oh wow, nice. <laughs> We've had everybody. We've had the everybody. only one that I really want to have, in the sense of the word "have," is Jason. What's his name? Oh, Jason. He's not in horror movies, though. I know it doesn't matter. Jason. Actor Jason Statham. Jason Finney. No, Jason Finney. He's like a big actor. No, Jason Finney's our friend. I don't yeah. want to hurt him. Oh, you're talking about Jason Statham. Jason, oh, Jason Statham. Not Jason. Statham. Jason Finney is my dear friend. I don't want to blow him. Although, <laughs> although he's gorgeous. You ever see him? He, he does horror flicks. You want an actor? Oh, I'm going to connect you later. He plays all the heavy-duty, horrible killer guys in all these big movies. He's got a shaven head. Most of them TV shows, a lot of TV shows. He's got a shaven head. He's about 6'4". He's built like this, but his face is exquisite. Cheekbones, chin, nose, but it's he almost looks like he's made out of rock. He's in the Bahamas right now shooting a pilot, a Vin right. Diesel pilot. He looks right. like, and he'll do the film for So like, wait, I know why us. you... We'll I, know, because we said I, I, know that, I know why you picked Gunnar Hansen, though, because that's your favorite film. Mm -hmm. That's the film that you picked. Because uh, he's in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, isn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, he's the original. He's the first person that is. Yeah, that played him. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, put your hand. And Arlie Ermy just, just died. Wasn't, was Wait. he in that one? Or he, I know he's in the later ones. What? Put your hand here again. Look what it does. It cuts my stomach. <laughs> I look like I have a V-shaped body. Wait, just like that. Okay, and if you could Okay, so let's go back to So, like, if you could have written any popular horror movie of the past... And it would be the one that you could have either written or directed. Let's say directed, since you're more of a director now. Uh, if you could direct any film in the past, what film would you have picked? Would that also have been Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, actually, probably the original Halloween, because it's the most atmospheric horror franchise, and I, I really navigate towards the atmosphere. 
Okay, but it was about, always the first. The first, if anything, is always the best. What about what about the reboot with uh, with Rob no. Zombie? Did you like that? So bad, no. <laughs> no what do you think of remakes in the first place? How they like rebooted Friday the Thirteenth, and then they rebooted Freddy. Studios are missing the point. I think that if you remake something, the point should be to improve upon. So you should really only be making remaking uh, movies that were bad in the first place. Like, don't remake Halloween. A classic. Yeah, remake, you know, Zipper Face or something obscure, three on a meat hook that no one's heard of, and make that a better film so it has an audience. Because you're really actually throwing away the audience with these bad remakes versus gaining new audiences. Absolutely. You're Justin, the first person to ever say that. Justin, do you shoot one camera? Only? Sometimes two, but almost always one. And do you shoot red? Shoot red? Yeah. You use a red camera, red. No, I just use 1080p right now. That's pretty good. That's that's even is that as good as red? No, red's like the next step up. I thought it what well, then that's not the one I'm thinking. What's the one now that everybody's using that they're not using red anymore? It's got numbers like that. Red's kind of out. Now there's a new one that they use. I love red. Do you own all your own equipment? Do you own all your own equipment wait, wait, or do you for, rent it? For people, for people out there that don't know what I'm talking about, certain cameras have certain lenses that give the film a certain quality. Like yeah. kinescope years ago on television, you could tell kinescope from camera shots. My favorite camera always has been the red camera because it gives such a beautiful look to all the people and, and the set. The, the film is a quality film, but I wish I could remember the name of the new camera that they're carrying on about. I'm happy with red. It's expensive. Very Actually, expensive. they're bringing film back. There's a new digital 16 millimeter camera. Oh, go away. Go away. 16 oh, millimeter? Because then you can blow it up to 30. 16 millimeter digital. 16 millimeter digital camera. No, I know that, but if they blow it up to... Wait, it looks like film, but it has the same settings as a DSLR camera, so you can still do all the adjusting in camera, and then right. you can blow 16 to 35. Look. I know, but if you blow me up to 35, my wrinkles go away and I get smoother. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> like, I kind of <laughs> like the 16 millimeter idea. When we do the film starring me, my name above the, the title, we'll use a 16 millimeter and blow it up. There to we you can fund it. There you go. And you'll be the star. <laughs> you can I fund, can it. fund you it. Be the star. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I have to fund it, get ready to work out in the parking lot in front of Walmart. <laughs> might work. I've heard that before. That's the yeah. funding. What did you say, Chad? I said that might work. That might work. <laughs> I could actually just see to get, it. Just to get an idea, like, so the digital 16-millimeter camera, how much, just for people listening, how much would something like that cost, roughly? I think they're targeting under a grand, which is pretty good. Oh, that's cheap. Because we're camera shopping, you know, we're under construction here. So the, the reason why we sound tinny is because we have handheld mics hanging over us. Now, we don't have a boom or, or lavaliers. But um, we're, working on we're working on what we want to do to make the show. There's going to be a white sofa here and all kinds of shit going on. So it's not going to be the set that's now. Last week, we had painted on the back under construction. <laughs> it, was just, it was just sheetrock. I mean, we don't even have our carpeting in yet. That's why it sounds tinny. Uh, so little by little, with the studios being built, we have our own private studio, like D Desi Lou did. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is... Who's uh, Desi Lu? Desi Arnaz? Desi Arnaz and Lucio Ball, they started their own studio called Desi Lu. And you and I are going to start ours. It's going to be uh, Russell, 
Star. Russell, Russell Star. No, Russ Star. Rusta. Rusta. Rusta Studios. Rusta Studios. Rusta Studios. All right, everybody. So listen up. This is Dustin Ferguson. He's got a bunch of great films. Dustin, I like you. Camp Blood, Camp Blood 4 and 5. You're going to see Nemesis 5 coming out soon. Um, do most of your stuff come out? Everything comes out digitally, right? Does any of it come out physically? Like, would we find any of them, like, in a Walmart or anything? Yeah, practically everything I've done has come out physically. Uh, the documentary Penny Pinchers just came out to stores like two weeks ago. Netflix? No, the stores we're talking about. Netflix? Oh, that's what Nemesis 5 is aiming for is Netflix. Can you get them in the supermarket in those machines? <laughs> oh, they're, they're on their way to bargain bins, which to me is actually kind of an honor. Absolutely. And actually, wait, wait, so tell us about the documentary thing you just talked about because we didn't talk about that. Uh, Penny Pinchers. It was my documentary about no-budget filmmaking. It was me and... Ten other directors got together and filmed ourselves answering questions and I put it together with clips of their movies and basically talks about how we all started and got into this industry starting with nothing and how we built our own careers. Oh, I love it. That's nice. Penny Pinchers, like everybody. It's too. out now. You can go check it out and see it. And uh, what's, how do people find you on Facebook? Um, you can find my director page, The Only Dustin Ferguson. The only Dustin Ferguson on Facebook, everybody. Go like his page. That way you'll be up to date and see what's going on. And when he has new films coming out, we'll let you know what films we're going to be in and when we're going to go uh, shoot them, no problem. And you guys can all, like, support that film. Crash <laughs> <laughs> my set anytime. Yeah, we you know, I really like you. You could probably be a friend of mine. But if you don't put me in your, one of your films and you see me, just keep walking. <laughs> Oh, also, I want to thank Joe Williamson, you guys, for setting this interview up. Joe Williamson has brought us tons of great guests, a really yeah. great guy. He's on tw he's on Facebook as Joe Williamson also. So, Joe, we were sending out, shouting out love to you. Dustin, good luck with everything. We'll be in touch with you. Anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. And, Dustin, and we got to get you on Twitter. Even if I'm never in one of your movies, guess what? I like you a lot. You're a great I guy. You're a nice guy. I could see you're a good friend to people. And I don't think you're a mean, ugly director like most are. <laughs> I really try not to be, no. There you go. You those those like neurotics that said, I told you 20 times what to do. What the fuck are you doing here? Those kind. They, oh, excuse me. That's not how you do it in this industry. That's right. It's not how you do it. Oh, I've worked years ago under some, you know, real, <laughs> like Otto Priminger. I've worked under some real toughies. You know who Otto Priminger was? You don't know Otto Priminger? I don't know, I don't know Otto Priminger. Otto Priminger, one of the biggest, biggest directors, producers in the world. Never heard of him. Otto Preminger? I don't know who he is. Oh like my maybe God. he's a big director he's, like he's in his the biggest 20s. Walt Disney. No, Otto Preminger, I can't think of one movie he did. He did masterpieces. Yeah, I'll look him up. I'll look Everybody him up. that worked for him hated him. He was the most hated director in the world. He was wished dead. People walked off sets. I mean, mega movies. Here, here, Otto Preminger. Let's find here. Dustin, we're going to find out who he is right now. Oh, my God. Otto Preminger was born in Hungary. Who cares? Gonna he died playing. in 1986. He, uh, let's see what he did. The Human Fact. I never heard of any of these films. These are great films. Hang on. Hurry Sundown, Bunny Lake is Missing in Harm's Way, The Cardinal. I never heard of one of these films. You've seen them. They're all. Porgy and Bess, I've heard of that. Porgy and Bess. He's done some great. St. Joan, I've heard of that. Okay, anyway, he does have like 100, he has like 100, over He's, 100 films. He was quite a director, producer, Otto Preminger, but he was also cruel. We lost you. Oh. Hey, can you see? 
Yeah, now we can see you. There you are. Anyway, he's glad you're not like Otto Preminger, even though we don't know who he is. And, uh, and Dustin, may I give you a little bit of advice, being that I'm 77 years old and I've been in the business 54 years. I would love Le some advice. Learn history because it repeats itself. Watch all the old classic films. Like Lauren Bacall said to me once, Ron, a film is only old after you've seen it. Lauren Bacall was Humphrey Bogart's wife, the actress. Yeah. Okay. And I agree with that. You can learn so much from the 30s and 40s and 50 films that will make your films better quality. We actually watched a movie last night called like The Demon something on Turner Classic Movies and it was like With a Dana Andrews. It was like a 1940s horror film and it was actually really good. And I'm sure you could do the remake of it. It was excellent. It was I liked it. It was classic. You know, this old house from the 30s is one of my favorite movies. Okay, so you movie house yeah, you gotta love it. So yes. you're gonna learn from the past. I mean, don't forget Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Mummy were all in the 1930s and 40s, and those films are corny today, but there's something about them that's really fun. So everybody find, oh, go everybody find Dustin Ferguson on Facebook. He doesn't have a Twitter, but eventually he will because we're gonna talk him into it. And uh, check out all his films. And we want to thank you again for coming on the show. Have a great afternoon. Oh, one more thing because I'm politically, you know, involved, ageism. Please don't suffer from ageism. There are a lot of great actors out there who are very old and out of work, and they were once great stars. If you can, put them back to work. Oh, and that's what I definitely do. I mean, if you look at my cast of Nemesis 5, you'd see that. Absolutely. Good. Thank you very much because I'm fighting ageism. Not that I'm old. You know, 36, like you. <laughs> I, you know, age is a number. It's about the, the inside, you know. A lot of people say that I have an old soul, but that makes me young at heart, so. I don't Absolutely. think you have an old soul. I just think you're an intelligent man. That's not an old soul. And you're smart, and you're a go-getter, and you had a dream, and you made it come true. And if I had a hat, i tip it. My hat's off to you, buddy. There you go. All right. Thanks so much, Dustin. We'll see you soon. Take care, Dustin. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Fun guy. Nice guy. All right, everybody. Um, real quick, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show every week on Wednesdays at 3, 12. 12 to 2 p.m. or 3 to 5 p.m. on W4CY Radio with this super incredibly talented Chad Murphy. Thank you very and much. It's a pleasure. And Ron Russell. And Ron Russell. You can also hear us on <laughs> Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Caliber Radio in South Carolina, Society's Basement Radio, we're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, AudioBoom, Apple TV, Spreaker, Podbean, and on television, we're on Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube. Oh Where are it? What are we, what's left? Where What's left to be major <laughs> television, network TV? We're working on it. I, do, do we really ever want to go on network? You know, CBS contacted me years ago. I shouldn't have said that. Oops. Anyway, I was contacted by a network. <laughs> Doesn't matter, though, because we're too filthy. And if we clean up, nobody will want us because no, nobody will listen. No, no, there's double entendre. <laughs> and double entendre sometimes works better than the deliberate word. Yeah. Right, folks? Because it gives your mind a little chance to convert the entendre into a filthy, disgusting, dirty remark. Anyway, and we're so and, and, and goddess, I'm so happy you like the human centipede. I thought it was freaking. I like, think she's full of crap. I think you are. Oh, you're awesome. goddess! You're lying. You really. And we want to welcome B. Claudia to the chat room from mm. Germany. What's up, B? Yay! Also, mm. now we're gonna do a music play. I want to say something, B. Claudia. 
thank you, thank you, thank you for the wonderful, loving, heartwarming things you wrote on my Facebook page. I will forever, ever be in your uh, whatever. I, mean, I can't even. She's I'm, fabulous. I'm getting very emotional. She's a wonderful heart woman and kind and and just the kind of fan you want. Claudia, a big juicy kiss to you, my dear. There you go, Chad. Hi, Captain. Do, can you pull out Sam Season's My Kind of Crazy and let me do an intro and then we'll play it. My kind of crazy. I got it. All right, everybody. So listen up. Sam Stevens, you know we've had him on the show many, many times. And, and Eileen's uh, had him many, many times. Wow. And he's coming out with a brand new song in two days. It's going to be available worldwide for download everywhere you go. The name of the song is My Kind of Crazy, which I actually think he might have played this at Christmas time acoustically for us. I'm not sure if that was the yes, song or not. I think he did when he was at Eileen's house. <laughs> no, when they were in a hotel. In oh, when they were in a hotel. <laughs> with Ricky Rebel and everybody. They were all there. It was a Christmas show. Yeah, but Ricky Rebel left and then Eileen and Sam were alone. <laughs> anyway. Snicker, snicker. Anyway, so this is it, everybody. Check it out. This is the world premiere. Nobody's heard the finished version yet. This is My Kind of Crazy by the Super talented Sam Stevens. The fire still burns in my soul Even after all these years You make me feel whole again My desire Stronger for you every day Make me feel whole again
Man, you I used, used to, to go do- drinking and you used to eat Dunkin' Donuts because there was a Dunkin' Donuts down the hall. All sorts of crap. So it's oh, definitely sure the. You were with them eating the he donuts. ate all that. He <laughs> ate all that crap. And then in the time, but it wasn't for long though, Chad. You changed pretty quick right after I came on board with all the Monsanto stuff. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the radio shows and listening to people, how they felt passionate about what matters to them and to the world. And uh, it's kind of learned as I've gone. So that's pretty And we true. had that lady on last week. You know, who was oh, telling she, us about how all yeah. the fucking food is killing us. She was wonderful. She knew it. She knew she, her stuff. She's, what was her name now? Eileen. Used to be something else. She's crazy. but she's Eileen like, Schubert from Revolution. But, but she's very nice. You know, we met her in New York City when they were performing. And she's quite different in person. She's very quiet and very sensible and very, very... Um, we were in a nightclub, too, though. It was hard yeah, to talk. Yeah, but she was very, like, whatever. So you know when people look at when I'm like that when you when you don't if you met me in the street you wouldn't even know it was me. That's not true. You talk to everybody. But not like this. I just <laughs> hello. Yeah, hello. right. I talk to everybody. I do. I used to love to talk to cab drivers in New York. That was my favorite. Like I'd be at a red light and a cabbie was at a red light with me and I'm walking and I go, hey, how you doing over there? And the cab driver would go back, I'm all right, where you from in Brooklyn? I'd say, Red Hook. He'd say, oh, great. I mean, you have a big conversation with cabbies in New York. Now, the cab drivers all wear turbans. So I can't say, hey, are you from Brooklyn? They look at me and spit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're, they're from India or some other country. I don't know who the hell knows where they're from. But they wear the white dresses with the big turbans, almost look like Hedy Lamar, you know? Nobody knows who Hedy Lamar is. Too bad. She was a gorgeous. Actually, B. Claudia will know who Hedy Lamar is because she knows who all those older yeah, people are. Yeah, and Hedy Lamar was one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. Just ask Chad. Chad, have you ever heard of Hedy Lamar? <sighs> I have not. It's well, you should because she was the inventor of Marconi's uh, thing. Marconi got the credit for it, but Hedy Lamar invented it. She was a genius of a woman. Read about her. There's a movie out right now, I think, on um, one of the channels. It's called The Life Story of Hedy Lamar. Uh, she entertained Adolf Hitler in her home when she was married to a munitions manufacturer in Germany. An interesting life she's had and all the things. And she's a famous she's actress. And a very gorgeous. She was never an actress. She was a beauty. She couldn't act her way out of the paper bag. But she was a beauty. She was in the Ziegfeld Girls with Lana Turner and Judy Garland, if you know the old film. No, Chad, don't feel bad, though, because like if I, if I wasn't married to Ron, I would have no idea who she is either. <laughs> well, also, in the movie, Mel Brooks's, uh, what is it called? Blazing Saddles? The cowboy one? Oh, that's Blazing, what, see, when you said that, when you, when you said that, Ron? I'm like, Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Hedy uh, Lamar. Mel Brooks changed her name to Hedley. Oh, Lamar, that's what I'm From getting. Hedy Lamar, Hedley. Gotcha. Remember? All right. Anyway. Perfect. So I'll tell you guys, because in a few minutes we're going to call our other guest. I want to thank everybody. Um, we got about five minutes, I think. But I would like to thank everybody who voted for Lady Lake Music and I in the Nashville Universe win? Awards. I don't have any idea. They haven't announced the winners yet. If Jimmy um, wins, we're going to have a party. Online? Online. Next week we're going to have a party here. And I'm going to come out in my birthday suit and wiggle. And Jimmy's going to do the same. And we're going to have a, a nude. We're coming on nude. 
You never know. But well, I don't know if we're going to win or not. But whether I win or I don't win, I just want to thank everybody, all the listeners and all the people on social media who voted for us and the Jimmy Star crew. Uh, thank everybody for, for voting for us. We'll see if we win or not. But whether I win or lose, I just appreciate oh, all your support. If he loses, I have to live with him. Really? Oh, <laughs> you know the ego of this mega... Boasting person, Jimmy's got a star ego like nobody I've ever met. I mean, he just is so full of himself. He's going to explode one day all over us. Hence his last name, Star. That's right. Well, who else names himself Star? I mean, right? I mean, I mean, Hitler should have called himself Adolf Star. I mean, really, who names himself Star? That is like the ultimate conceited thing to name yourself. That's right. It fucking fits, and so it goes with it, and that's just the way it is. I'm telling you, (laughs) live with him. Live with him. It's no joke. That's okay. Thank God I'm 36 years old, and I've got a lot of patience, and I've learned through my life to uh, understand other people, all the insane ones I meet. That's right, Chad, because I'm an insane one. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim I feel sorry for you. Everybody thinks he's a peach. They say, oh, Jimmy's so sweet. He's so I lucky. am. Yeah, live with you. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. we can say that about you, too. So. No, I'm a bitch. I say it. I have a temper. I'm outspoken. I say what I feel like it, whether you like it or not. I, I, but I'm not, I don't criticize. I tell. There's a difference. Some people sit back and they criticize you. Like, why did you paint that door black? Me, I say, the door's black. It looks like shit. You know, so there's, there's a difference. Get to the point. Also, um, also with the Nashville yeah, Universal Awards, you guys, Cody Prevost was nominated, and we're hoping that he pulls a win. Also, he was a guest of ours last year, the Canadian country singer that we love so oh, much. Oh, I like him. Yeah, Is so, he coming back? I, I'm sure he will eventually, Oh, he yes. was so sweet, and his music was so good. And, you know, I'm not a country. I like Chad's music, but that... <laughs> Chad, do you have anything recorded yet? No, not really. Except for whatever Heather records on her phone. (laughs) You need to totally record. Do you have a YouTube page with you guys singing on it? I don't think so. Listen, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if I do or not. I'll make a bargain with you, Chad. Yeah. I will sell these cups if you record an album. Record an album? How about a song? Let's start with a song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, work song? our way. The whole album. No, everybody will buy it. Sure, they sell a la carte these days, right? Nine nine cents a song. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot. Dollar twenty nine is better. Listen, I keep telling our listeners, we have four point five million viewers. If they all sent me one dollar, I would be very happy. Exactly. And that's not a lot of money. One for send me ten cents, not even a dollar. <laughs> send me ten cents, four point five million. Yeah. How much money is that, Jimmy? Do the division, Jim. Jim, how much money is that? I don't know. I missed it. I was like going. 10 cents. 10 4 million 4 million. Million. 0.10 divided. What? I don't know how to do the math on that. I don't know. Hey, Chad, you want to do an interview? Eileen wants, says she wants to interview you. You should. Why? Because you're important and you're fabulous. Because you're, you're a W4CY guy and a, a fabulous guy and you and Heather perform. And you have got what to say about health about religion, about marriage, about goodness. You have a lot to tell people. Get out there and do it. Yeah, dude, we can hook you up. We can put it in publications all over the world and get you all kinds of press. I don't care maybe about press. get an album out of you. <laughs> or at least yeah, a maybe song. get an album out of you. Oh, we got to call a guest. So, Chad, yes. while we're waiting, before we go any further, I tuck my shirt in so I don't look like a beer barrel. Yeah. Does was... that look any better? The little jeans are showing? Mm-hmm. The other way, I look like huge. Now, if I You should move your cup. Wait, your cup shouldn't be in the if picture. I, yes, it should. We're going to sell them. If I should put my arms like this, look at the V I've got. 
<laughs> See that face? <laughs> Lifting weights. <laughs> I got such a. I look like Popeye. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Okay, what are we doing now? So we're going to play a song, first play of song, all. Play a song, play a song. So uh, we're going to play Andy Michaels' home while we're calling our next guest. Okay. So you guys, this is Andy Michaels. He was on a couple of weeks ago from Australia. This is one of his new singles. The name of the song is Home. It's off his album, Revisited. And while we're doing that, we're going to call Alexis Iacono. Ooh, here we go. All right, Chad, go for it.
All right, fellas, there you go. Are you allowed to tell people? This? I can talk about it. I can talk about it. Okay, all right. Hold on, everybody. Um, first of all, everybody, that was Andy Michaels. The name of the song is Home. And now we want to just say something. Let's make sure everybody can hear you, Alexis. Hi. There we go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented actress, producer, writer, and voiceover actress, Alexis Iacono. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Before we, before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I cannot get over those teeth and that okay. smile. That <laughs> smile. Give me that big smile. You know, all, all my life I wanted a smile. I have a mouth like an asshole. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a big, beautiful, broad smile like you've got. You're a beautiful girl. You're Italian, right? I'm a mutt. I'm Italian, Spanish, Dutch, and Irish. Oh, my daughters are Italian and Dutch because my yeah. aunt was Dutch. Makes yeah, a, good a little, a little, a little German and a, and a French also. I'm wherever. I'm everywhere. Yeah, but the Italian took over because you look Italian. Thank you. Well, I thank you. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm Italian, you know, we're good-looking people. Italians are very handsome people. That's why we're, we, we, everybody all over the world, women go to Italy to get banged by Italian men, and men go to Italy to get Italian women. So there must be something. Yeah. Well, no, I, I try to avoid some of the guineas. You guys are a little possessive. Sorry. <laughs> no, those are the Southerners. Okay. <laughs> well. Whatever, you guys. I the don't. Nor I don't. The, northern the northern Italians, like we are, we come from Genoa and Venice, my family, right. and we're different. But if you go to the south, Calabria, Bari, or Sicily, oh yeah, yeah. or Naples. Uh, hold on, hold on. We have to finish introducing her. So first oh, of all, we got the I'm man. Enjoying her. I'm we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Alexis, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hi. You can't see him. You can only hear him. He's like the voice. Hmm. Hello. I like and that. Then we have a chat room full of people from almost every country on the planet. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone. Be kind. <laughs> oh, they're always going to be No, kind. actually, be, be honest. No, be honest. It's cool. It's you don't have to worry about it. This is the only show you'll ever be on that everybody will be very honest. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. For those of you listening in Brooklyn, New York, and Italy, she's allowed to say Guineas because she's an Italian. Oh, are we doing? Are we politically correct? Are we going to start doing this? No, no, no not right. at all. I hate political correctness. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I, I, have, I, have, I have a question for you: pasta yes. vizzoli, pasta vizzoli, or pasta vizzoli? Pasta fagioli. Ah, I'm pasta vizzoli. What's wrong with you? No, pa pasta uh -oh. pasta fagioli is napolitan or barese. Well, it's pasta con fagioli. Fagioli is a bean, so it's pasta with bean. I speak proper Italian. Uh, <laughs> dialect that I was raised on, I was taught never to use that dialect, which was Genovese. Right. Genovese, if I spoke it, you would never understand it. Well, I'm Napolitan. I'm from Ischia. Okay, my grandfather was Napolitan from Naples. Okay. He married my grandmother, who was Venetian from Venice. Okay. 
my grandmother. Must have, we have a big age gap in how you oh, speak. Also, because she's like twenty two years old or something. I'm in love with her. Right? And I'm, you're seventy-seven. I may, I, may, I may go straight. I may go straight for her. Sure, I'm, I'm twenty-two. Yeah. Wait, you didn't let me finish. Wait, you didn't let me finish. I was going to go straight for you and lie about my age and say I was twenty-eight. Let me tell you something. I I was talking to someone today about this. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to be twenty-two if you paid me. I would. I felt old at twenty. I I love where I'm not telling my age, but I'm not 22, and I'm happy about that. I'm I don't know. Uh, no no thanks. When I was when I was 22, I was dating five guys at the same time. One was a dentist. So oh. was I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bhutan, we both of Hey, us. I'm not a Bhutan. I'm a no, lady. <laughs> Him too. He's a putana too. No, no. I dated five guys, but I didn't sleep with them because back in those days we didn't do that. Oh. Right. We really right. didn't. We dated them a long time and then slept with them. Not like today. You meet and go to bed that minute. Well, well, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a little old-fashioned that way. I mean, I'm not a prude. If I like, if I like a guy. He's going to know. And also, I'm very communicative. Um, but that's just my... It's not even a rule. So all the guys are just going to shut down now. I love that word, communicative. What a great word. I, 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 yeah. I, I love her. I love you. <laughs> in, in, in general, and it's... I know it's frightening. It's frightening for guys. And I feel for guys. I love men. I love boys. Me too. And, but it's, but it's, so, it's so hard to communicate because every... People think in general communication is confrontation, and that's not true. It's it's different. We are from New York, so we're very open. So when I want to talk to you about something, I'm not just saying relationships. I'm saying in life, when I want to talk to people, people freak out. And it's just interesting, especially here in L.A. in this industry, you would think that communication would just be a normal thing, and it's not. It's They're all full of shit. They, it's, <laughs> please, please. It's, 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 Where are it's, you from in New York? I'm sorry? Where we, are you from in New York? Bayside, Queens. Oh, go away. I used to live in Bayside, Queens. <laughs> Bayside, Queens. I knew I, you guys were going to like each no, other. No, <laughs> I lived, You know where I lived? I lived yeah. off of Corporal Kennedy. Okay, I know exactly where it is. I lived right off of, do you know, right off the highway by Throg's Neck? Oh, the, um, sure I do. The, the Bay Bridge um, strip yes. mall? Bay Terrace, right there. Bay, Bay Terrace. That came years later. I lived at La Havre. We lo- I lived at La Havre for years. When La- remember La Havre and Whitestone? We lost her again. No, we didn't lose her. She's there. Oh no! no. What happened, Chad? I don't Can know. You? Why that? Oh, no. doing that? Let's let's call her back because it works when we call her back. All right. We'll call hey, we'll you back. Oh my gosh, girl. So, actually, I met her. Um, she's actually a producer. On two of Tom Churchill's movies that he's one he just finished and one he's working on, I think. And she's got all kinds of credits as an actress and a producer. I love her. I want to know her. Hang on, Alexis. So we, okay, are you there? Chad, is she there? I still don't hear her. Hold on, we'll try again. Here, here or here. Oh my gosh, what happened? She, we're having such a good time with her. She's a good one. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, you guys, this is Alexis Iacono, and she's actually on uh, on a music-type set thing, which I guess she's going to have to tell Studios you Studios will do this. Studios interview. They don't have good webs. They don't no, have good It's Wi-Fi. not only that, but the lighting and the stuff that goes on electrically interferes with stuff like this. I know that if you're on a set, you can't use your computer, because I tried once on a set, 
and my computer was going berserk. But that was, you know, when we first... I think now it should have gotten better than that, but she's also on a phone. We'll have to see. Chad, you're still trying, right? Yeah. We got her. Okay, Hello. Hey, hit the button. Hey. Okay, can you see Can you see me? Yeah, a little button. There no, we go. Now we can see you. Besides loving you, I used to live at La Havre when the La Havre was first built. Could you believe that? It was ultra modern with a turquoise kitchen. Do you remember La Havre? No. All the apartment houses right next to the Throck. She's not old enough. He's 77. No, it's still there, the Throck, the, the La Havre. It's still there. Is it the two twin buildings, like right on the... Oh, that, that's, no, that's not it. Those were called, I forgot. It's the 36 buildings all in a row. You can't miss them. They're brown now. When you come over the Trog's Neck Bridge from from the Bronx, anyway, all right. Time to anyway, move I know Bayside well. You know who else is from Bayside? Thomas Fran, Churchill, also Churchill. Fran, yes, my friend Dr Fran Drescher. Oh, that's right. That's right. Franella, she's from there. We talked about. While were you while you were uh, off and we didn't have you, I was told told everybody that we met you through Thomas Churchill and that you yes. produced. You're a producer on, I think, two of his films. I, I said two. I could be wrong. Um, yes. So I'm I'm one of the associate producers on Nation's Fire with Bruce Dern and Gil Bellows. Um, great movie. One of the best experiences ever. Um, and I rolled right into, which now I can say I'm co-producing a new feature with him and a great team. Called Sepulchrum. Sepulchrum. And we call it because we're so, we're so stupid. We're, we, we call it spatula. We call it a septic tank. So it's Project Septic Tank, but no, it's really uh, Sepulchrum, and it means tomb in Latin. So um, believe it or not, um, I, I, I'm, I'm in a studio right now um, at Malibu Films. I was, I was asked to, uh, I'm actually working, I'm really excited, I'm working with uh. Renee, Renee Elizondo. He is a, a music writer, a songwriter and a director for Janet Jackson um, songs, all of Janet Jackson's stuff. So I'm in his recording studio right now. Um, they asked me to do something for Spark Rise. Um, the founder is uh, Brad Kopanek, and Spark Rise is this fundraising thing, but you don't have to spend a dime. If you like a cause, you click on a button and the money drops for you. So the money's already there. So if you like a cause for animals, so you go to an animal cause, you say, oh my God, I like that cause. You click it and the money just drops. So I'm one of, they asked me, I was very, very honored because I'm working with um, mu music producer giants um, in the industry. And they asked me to be part of this. So I'm, I'm in the studio now. So I'm like hitting two birds at one stone. So you see, wait. Yeah, that's very cool. We love it. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, we should say congratulations. Please, please tell everyone out there to drop the button for Ron Russell. Right. <laughs> a great cause. <laughs> a great cause. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hundred and I'm still alive. <laughs> drop a cause for me. So Meanwhile. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm recording. I'm actually on a, on a lunch break. So. Um, I'm glad, I'm wait, glad wait. it worked out that you could come on because you have so much cool stuff going on. Wait, I have to romance this broad. I love her. Uh, what? Where are you, New York or L.A.? Oh, I'm in L.A. Listen, we're inviting Churchill for dinner. I want you with him. Okay. I Thanks. love you because you're Italian from Bayside. What gets better than that? <laughs> Sounds did good. Go, um, did, you go, did you go to Bayside High? Uh, PS 209. 
Oh, she went to public school. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I went forward. to PS83. I want to move forward. All right. Here's what the story of Queens. So first of all, because we don't have a lot of people who are also voice actresses come on, but but you fill a lot of different roles in the entertainment industry. Because I went on your IMDb, you have eight upcoming producer credits. You have five films that you're an actress in coming out. You've yep. done you've done casting. You're a voiceover artist for World of Warcraft, several different ones. And I went on to a clip on YouTube to hear you. And I was like, oh my God, like so fabulous. It's not even funny. World of Warcraft's that big doll you bought me two years ago for I Christmas. <laughs> Listen, Eileen Shapiro, if you're still in the chat room. No, she had to go. Oh, okay. We'll get her, we'll hook her up. I'm gonna call Eileen to, do, to, to interview you. And you okay. can talk about you benefit okay so anyway she so for everybody so I you mean, have a bunch great. of you have a bunch of films let's first thing i want to talk about is the legend what's it called now i, I wrote it down long live the king oh it's a brand new documentary we have a trailer for it we're gonna uh, probably play for people in a minute but basically this is about king kong and you are in it because you were like like very good friends with fay ray no, um, I was not only uh, very good friends with Faye Ray, but I portrayed her life story on stage, and she directed me. Oh, I was a very, cool. I was a very young girl, and I was at HB Studios uh, in Manhattan, and uh, a, a teacher noticed uh, she she was in the room obviously, and I had to do an improv, and I did this improv, and and her name was Trudy Stibel, a wonderful woman, and she was honest. She said, "I'm." You know, teachers usually don't do this. She's like, but there's, I want you to meet someone. And I uh, auditioned, and uh, it was called The Meadow Lark. And the next thing I knew, I was in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, performing in this beautiful opera opera house with gold leaf everywhere. And uh, I'm we on just stage. Moved. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on stage. Remember and me. all of a sudden, I see this, this being just walking down this aisle and it was Faye Ray. And so cut to, yeah, cut to, we maintained a friendship up until her death. Um, right. And we would call, she would call me on Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, birthdays. And uh, cut to, I moved out here a couple of years ago and I was at a, an event, I think. Wait, uh, was that event with Mae West? No, no. This was for, I was invited um from, from, let me get this correct. Um, I, I met Faye Ray at a party. Okay. Um, no, I was invited uh, through David Scow many years ago. David Scow is the writer for the original for The, for the Crow. David Scow is a wonderful writer. And he and his girlfriend, um, we became friends, and he was doing a signing for The Outer Limits, I think at Dark Delicacies. And he said, why don't you stop by? Um, they embraced me when I first moved here. They had Friendsgiving, and I went to their house, and this beautiful castle in the hills. It was very Alice in Wonderland. I just fell through this rabbit hole, and so I'm very grateful for them. So anyway, David invited me, and I've never been... Oh, it was Creature Features. I'm sorry. So I walk into Creature Features, and there's Fay Ray everywhere, and King Kong, and all this, and I'm, I start talking to a bunch of people, and I'm like, I don't mean to you know, brag. I said, but I, I work with Faye, blah, blah, blah. And this man just looks at me and says, can you repeat that story? And I said, sure. And it was Frank Dietz. Frank Dietz works for Disney. He just did a great movie called I Hate Kids uh, with Tom Everett Scott. Hi, Frank. <laughs> um, and, and so the next thing I knew, I was interviewed. He said, uh, you're going to be with Greg Nicotero and Peter Jackson and, and you know, 
Oh, oh no! We lost you again. Oh no! Oh, we lost you're back. Can, can you hear? No. no, we lost her again, everybody. Sorry, everybody. We're working on this, but I want to talk about this because we've had a It's bunch not of our fault. It's it's the studio that she's working in's fault. That's all right, everybody. She's coming back. Chad's calling her right. again, right, Chad? But That's I'm right, going to try to tell her the story about when I met Faye Ray at a Mae West event uh, many, many years ago. Hi. Hey, that's Hi. all right. I'm here. Two things. Uh, Wait, we yeah. don't see you. Hit your, hit oh, yeah, hit the video. There you go. So basically, because like I, I, Wait, I... Before we go any further, please forgive me. I'm writing a book about all the celebrities I've known in my life, which come out to hundreds. Remind okay. me to put in the Faye Ray story in the book. I will. I forgot all about knowing. So, hang on. so one thing is we just moved here from Pennsylvania and okay. we used to go to we used to go to Stroudsburg all the time. But well, I saw the trailer, which was because you keep cutting out. I'm not going to play the trailer. We'll add it later. Um, no, because you, I, yeah, you know what it is. It's, it's my phone. I put the alarm so I could sp Skype and the alarm keeps going off and it keeps disconnecting. So I, I just shut it off. I think you might be OK now. Oh, OK. So so with this, uh, because we had last year, we had Doug Jones on the show. And oh, Doug. Doug and Douglas yeah. Tate, Douglas Tate, uh, and which, yeah. you know, congratulations, Douglas Tate's been on the show probably 10 times, Greg Nicotero's been on oh, the yeah. show, um, so, like, we've had, like, a whole bunch of people that are featured in this documentary that you're featured in, it's called Long Live the King, and it's about King Kong, and I love King Kong, I even have, a, now, I have a, a toy King Kong that's, like, three feet let tall. Let me do my quick story, a thousand years ago, I went to an event with Mae West, for Mae West, uh, at the Ravenswood not far from where she lived. And Faye Ray was there. And I met Faye Ray, frail little beautiful girl, older woman. Mm -hmm, and, yes. I, and when I was talking to her, I said, how do you, because you know, I interview I, anybody at a cocktail party. And I said, how do you feel about being always known just for King Kong? She said, not comfortable with it. She said, I go with it, but I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. She said, I've made many films since then. And then she talked about Cary Grant and a mm -hmm. film that she was in with Cary Grant which was North by Northwest. I no. Think. Northeast? Faye Ray? I think that was... No, I don't know. No, it was Faye Ray. Not no. Northwest. Not, not North by Northwest. I'm pretty sure. No. She played the, the, the wife of the guy. Yeah, it was Faye Ray. I thought that was Eve Marie Saint, maybe? No, Eve Marie no. Saint was the no. star. She was the star of the Cary Grant love Letty. But Faye Got Ray... It. But Faye Ray played the old, the older woman who was married to the men in the house that they got Carrie Grant drunken. And okay. That, and that oh, Faye okay. I forgot. I yeah. Forgot. So she was really not thrilled with just being known for Hong Kong because she had made many films. Hong Kong, King Kong, King Kong. How did I say Hong Kong? Yeah, oh, yeah you King did. Kong. <laughs> King Kong. Cut. Cut. <laughs> Take two. So, um, so yeah. Anyway. So that was. That was a really wonderful experience, and um, so if you guys um, are interested in King Kong, we are, uh, it's Long Live the King, and it's uh, Amazon Prime right now, so you can check it out on Amazon Prime. You gotta like that, well, it's very good. Yeah, you know, back in those days, uh, stars were so uh, pigeon-toed, pigeon-holed. Pigeon pigeon-holed. Pigeon, I, I'm telling you, you get to be 78, the English language goes someplace else. <laughs> I, you have to every, every now and then grab a word. Um, Everybody was just, you know, casted. Today, thank God, we have freedom, except for Meryl Streep. Wonderful actress, but she's always Meryl Streep. Yeah. No matter, no matter how hard she tries to get into character, that Meryl Streep comes through. Whereas years ago, Joan Crawford played Joan Crawford. Betty, who I knew, Betty Davis, played Betty Davis. Right. The only thing she didn't curse in films. Well, as she think, did in real life. I think I think there's just freedoms everywhere now in different outlets. Whereas 
people were typecast and nowadays totally. nowadays it's 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 not the case there is more freedom um with with everything with every genre with every look um so i think i mean we live in a in a very very interesting era this this uh, film industry is revolutionizing very fast it's moving real fast but is it doing good betty davis always told everyone that she didn't mind going out of character. She wanted to play other people, but the audiences wouldn't watch her. They didn't want to go to her films. If she played a country hick with no teeth, and, and what, the people don't want her that way. They want right. an ele elegant, sophisticated Betty. Well, she was so. not in person. So, in person, she was the furthest thing from an elegant, sophisticated woman. Go back real quick, because you do. since you do everything, is there one thing you like doing better than the others? Like, do you like acting more? Do you like producing more? Do you like casting? More. What do you like to do the best? Um, I, I say this just like with New York. Um, New York is my blood. LA is my heart. Um, acting is my blood, but I love producing. I love building a team. I believe it or not, I'm talking to you guys, but I'm actually supposed to be with Churchill today. Uh, I know, he told me. He told Scout, me he was yeah. with him today. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all. Now, you know, I, Churchill I, does. Churchill doesn't like me. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I have never met the man. I have never spoken to the man. He says hi to you every day to me on the phone. He doesn't like me because he thinks that I was responsible for getting him off the Jimmy Star show, which is bullshit. He doesn't anymore, though. Well, I hope not. Whoever made no. up that lie, and I think I know who, hmm. ruined it because... I, I don't even know the I man. I love Churchill. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know. That's why he's coming for dinner, so they can actually meet. <laughs> there you go. And I'm going to oh, tell him. And I'm going to tell him. Listen, Buster, I'm from Brooklyn, and if yeah, I don't, don't like, don't fuck it, with the Brooklyn. Exactly. And if I don't like you, I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to say you're a piece of shit, and I don't like you. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Reasonable. That's fine. I, I, That's I don't fine. do. I don't do backyard bullshit. You know. I no. Hi, darling. How are you? Let's do lunch. That bitch, I'll never see her again. <laughs> you know, I don't do that stuff. Neither well, do you. No, I don't. You're I a New Yorker like me. And like you said, New York is your love. Well, it's my love and my heart. Yeah. Pops. And that's and that's and that's and going back to his question, um, I I love producing. I love building a team, um, like location scouting and you know even casting and and all that. But I, uh, you know, video games fell into my lap. So that started only a couple of years ago, and I landed World of Warcraft. I'm in Legion and Cataclysm, and I'm in the booth almost every single day. Um, as a matter of fact, it's 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 so insane. Um, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on. A booth is where they do voiceovers, everybody. Oh, yeah. People booth. don't know what a booth is. Yes. We do, um, but they don't. Yeah. Right. It's, a it's actually this, if you want to know, because I'm, I'm in a recording studio right now. Um, hold on. I have 15 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. Okay. okay. So we only have seven. We only have seven, so you're okay. There we go. All right. So that's the recording booth. So, so, so anyway... Um, so that's, I, I mean, it's very hard. Um, you know, I, I, I love, I love all of it. It sounds really douchey, but it's, it's true. But as of right now, I really love producing and I, I just enjoy it. I love being on set. And, and you, as, you like producing more than acting? You just, you just explain that. No, 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 I'm just asking, no, I'm asking her About, a very direct you, question. No, it, There's I, a follow-up. I became, I became, I'll be honest with you, I became a snob. I, 
Like, I, I never, the roles that I was in up for were always meaty to begin with. I never played these girl chicks that was crying over a boyfriend. And why didn't you call me? Like, I couldn't, I can't, I can't do that in my real life. That's why I'm single. No, seriously, I realize. Be whiny. No, I, no I, I finally, I finally got it. Be whiny, be annoying, be dumb. You find a, well, you land a boyfriend. Like, let's, I mean, so I'm always going to be single. So rock on there. Not <laughs> true. There are so many, there are so many men that we have met in our lifetimes that hate those kind of broads. They want a woman with brains. They, they get, you know, how much dinner conversation can you get about her lipstick? Well, yeah, dinner conversation's fun, but I'm a, I'm a video game Netflix and chill girl too. So that's, you know, it's to find that happy medium and a no, but it's true. It's, it's, it's in general, even with friends, I'm never home and people have to understand my schedule just like it's a two-way street. I, 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 it's respectful. It's, it both, it's both ways. But it goes back to communication. But anyway. Um, and you're busy se- as shit, too. I'm busy as fucking. I swear to God, I'm busy as shit. And I love it. But, you know, uh, yesterday I was, I was on set. I, um, I produced um, a, a feature film. About the Alaskan pipeline, uh, West. Oh, my brother-in-law in worked on that. Evan J. Anton, my brother-in-law. Evan, no, not he, on the film. No, not on the wait, film. no, 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 no. He worked. He worked on the documentary. His name was Evan J. Anton, and you okay. could look him up. And he worked on the documentary of the filming of the Alaskan pipeline. They had to live in Edmonton, Cal- uh, Edmonton, Canada for a period of time because the pipeline was having difficulty coming through Edmonton. My brother-in-law was a movie producer. He did a lot of horror films. Okay. So the pipeline, you guys, since she brought it up, it stars Barry Corbin, Claudia Christian, Brian Howe. I like, I love Brian Howe. He's like one of the greatest character actors ever. Brian Brian Howe was in uh, Long Live the King. Yes. Yeah. He, actually, he's been in a ton of things. I mean, he's like a really great character actor. Um, it looks like it's a great film, you guys. You can see the trailer up on YouTube if you pl- plug in the pipeline. And she's producing it along with... I was going to say something else, and now I totally... I was also, I'm actually also in it. So it's, it's, it's uh, both. I'm, I'm one of the leads with my producing partner, Caitlin Kazepis. She wrote it. She directed it. She's amazing. Um, and we also have a companion piece, which is a documentary. She went to North Dakota... To cover it so we not only have the feature film but we also have the documentary that we are in post right now we had to take a little break um because it is independent um but also she when she came back from standing rock she she witnessed a lot there were a lot of things going on so she had to pull back from production so cut to west west studi was one of the presenters at the this year's academy award and we connected with him we had dinner and um He's now on board as executive producer. There you go. Congratulations. Thank well, you. we have a lot in common. So at our dinner table, which I will cook Italian food for us, mm-hmm. we have a we have a lot to talk about. Other Absolutely. things, I'm sure that we connected. Uh, Actually, lots of the things that you've cast, we've had people on the show. Yeah, uh, like you worked on Bethany Restoration and House of Manson, and we had Stephanie Estes, Zach yeah. Ward, Susie Lorraine, yeah. Max Wassa, and Nick Principay all on the show, yeah. and you I cast mean, it all. And so we had like six degrees of separation. That's your whole yeah. crew. I mean, I believe in that. I believe that people do meet at times that have so much in common that they become friends. And I want to be friends with you. I really liked you from the minute I met you. And I don't Thank offer you. friendships to too many people. Yeah, he really doesn't. I, don't, I, I really don't like a lot of people. I don't you either. Know, don't worry about it. There, there, so people are so full of shit that, you know, in order to cut through the shit, you're not even 
That's just not worth it. Hold on, we got three minutes, and I want to bring up one thing real quick. We have a, a horror film coming out in October, The Penny Dreadful Picture Show, which is a series of three short films. Almost everybody in it has been on our show, literally. We've had, like, Josh Hammond, Jeffrey Combs, Sid Haig. Uh, yeah, it's Sid. We've had them all on the show. I and, love uh, Sid. And uh, except for Devani Penn, or uh, Devani, I don't know how you pronounce it, but she's become like, a superstar overnight. I mean, like, she's really got some great credits now. And yeah. I read something that you don't want to do horror movies anymore. Show. I would love to get her on the show. But yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't act in horror films anymore, but you're in this one. No, I, uh, I, I I took a step back since uh, Black Dahlia Haunting, um, and <laughs> get Devony on the show, and she'll tell you. Okay. Um, so I, I um, yeah, it was uh, there was a lot. So when I there's not to be weird or anything, but with horror, um, especially Dahlia in certain films, I I had to take a, a step back on a few things. It, it got a little uh, got a little dark, and there were certain scenes that. Uh, I went into, well, I, I went into, uh, we shot in a real dungeon and, um, it was a very intense scene and, um, I really can't get into it, but, but something happened where, 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 uh, where after that it took some time and I, I, uh, I'm going to be just very, a bit more wise about the horror choice. So right now I'm producing, but yeah, I did a bunch of independent films. I, was in Dead Sea. It was more scientific, uh, you know, more of a drama, and that was fun. And um, and uh, yeah, I just did a bunch of indies and Penny Dreadful Picture Show, directed by Lee Scott. Lee Scott. Oh, Oops. whoa! She dropped a phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. It's a new technique. It's a classic. I love it. That was fabulous. We got it all on show. She dropped a phone. Instead of dropping the I mic, she dropped the phone. Dropped a phone. No. No, I but like it. that was no. I literally just spoke about. Do- I can't talk about horror. Like I don't know what. Swear okay, to God, so I'm not. Let's just say. Let's just say in the future you've grown. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> those things, and now you're on to bigger and better things. And yes, one, absolutely. One day I hope to play your father in a movie. <laughs> okay, Scout's honor. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Uh, it um. So it's literally sli- slipped out of my hand. Um, no, uh, Penny Dreadful Picture Show, uh, Lee Scott, uh, that's coming out. But yes, I, I love producing and a lot of other things are happening. I know there's something else I'm going to talk about. And I, I completely forgot. There's just so much going okay. on. You've only got one minute that's left okay. anyways. We yeah. Come, uh, we'll have you come back on a day when you're home and you're not working, and we'll have you come back so we can like just like talk relaxed about a whole bunch of things, and it'll be now, a lot of fun. When did we invite Churchill for dinner? We haven't invited it yet. We haven't picked a date yet. <laughs> Oh, tell Churchill he's being invited for dinner. <laughs> I tell Churchill, him. Churchill and Jimmy are very dear friends for many years. Cool. So Churchill's not new to the family, to our family, to Jimmy. To me, he is. And when, <laughs> yeah, I, and when me. I meet him, I'm just going to tell him, that plate's yours. Eat it slowly. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, anyway belly cool, ache, we gotta go. We're out wait, of time. And if you have a bellyache, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, listen, I mean, the biggest compliment is is that it's called Italian war medals. If you have the pasta on your shirt, then, then you did well. <laughs> oh, she's very quick. I love you. Follow Alexis Iacono on Twitter, everybody. Check out all her stuff. Google her. She's got so much great stuff. We want to thank you for coming on the show. You got... Thank Seven you. minutes left to eat something really quick before you go back to work. But thank you for so much for coming on the show. It was great. My beautiful thank one. You. See you thank soon. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We went she over our lovely. time. We'll see you guys next she week. She is absolutely brilliant and lovely. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye. Chad. Thanks. Later, Thanks. fellas. Bye. Bye.
got myself a known as Alfie The one and only the Turkish MC Always love the clothes of Jimmy Bitch, punk, yo, what I wanna be Jimmy Stark, new celebrity We'll take you out to Jimmy Stark